may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, deebidi-pow. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am here with... Tanya! And we are here to discuss the remake of Cape Fear today. Yay! So 1991, uh, the Martin Scorsese remake of the original 1962 uh, (sighs) film that we watched last time. So, Tanya, what do you know about this movie? (laughs) Okay, so, uh, stalker guy. Stalker guy. Uh Okay, so I'm going to pretend that I didn't see the last movie. Oh, no, go go ahead and... and, No, because I... There are specific things, because I was... Mm -hmm cognizant of time in movies when Mm. this actually came out and i remember watching the trailers and being like "Ooh, that's creepy yeah but i was only like 11 or 12 so like i didn't get all the creepy yeah so i think there is something about sex on a roller coaster oh uh Hmm. i i some yeah uh or there is a roller coaster at some point maybe i don't know Hmm. For a second, or like I thought it was in New England. I thought it was set in New England. Okay. Um, and what was the? Uh, I, is Robert De Niro in it? Robert De Niro is indeed. Is is he playing creepy? He is Robert playing. Mitchell? He is playing Max Cady. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is <laughs> off the hook. Okay, that makes me excited. Robert De Niro, and in the Gregory Peck role, we have Nick Nolte. <gasps> <laughs> right. I win! And the daughter is Juliet Lewis. Ooh. Yeah. Before so, or after her, like, rock song Oh, before. Thing. Okay. Before. She's pretty young in this, and uh, they cheat her even younger for the role. So. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it, is, it is a very interesting movie. And, um, dear listeners, um, Cape Fear is heavy stuff. Um, you know, like, yes. even the older one, this one, they have the same material uh, remade in the 90s, which means the gloves are off. Um, so it is, probably it is, more graphic rape stuff. Yeah, and it's not. I will say it's not graphic. Graphic. It's not like ooh, we're gonna watch a sex scene. It's a rape scene. It's like it's the you could show assault more graphically. And okay, then it's the it, it, it is. It's hard to watch. It okay. is hard to watch because it, it's Scorsese and he's very skillful at this and he knows how to do visceral. He does and. And this is 90s. So, okay. So, I mean, this is like in the era when he made Goodfellas in Casino. Yep. And, All right. Yeah. I, know what, I know what I'm getting into. Yep. Yep. So, full disclosure, that's what you're in for when you watch it. Um, this one is fairly easy to find. It's on Netflix right now. Um, so, it, you know, it's Scorsese. His stuff's all over the place. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to go watch it. And uh, please join us after the short musical interlude. Um, and then we'll come back and talk about it. And by the way, the score, still by Bernard Herrmann. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Alright, <laughs> catch you on the flip side, listeners. back <laughs> Tanya looks traumatized who wouldn't be I know right Jesus Christ um, um it's not my favorite Scorsese movie I'll just start with that 
I wow that dude yeah we were talking about Scorsese being visceral yeah yeah. that was visceral yeah okay then yeah so let's start with this the 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 Mm quote-unquote protagonist okay well in Pro- protagonist in like the classic is a Greek sense in that yeah, and like he, the, the action happens around, around him. him. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a hero. Hero no, protagonist no. are not the same. This thing. guy is an asshole. Oh, I yeah. hate this guy yeah. so much. <laughs> the flames on the side of my face. face. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Gregory Peck's character uh-huh. made dumb decisions. This guy is an elitist asshole who takes shit into his own hands for no other reason than he is pompous and arrogant oh yeah and god damn what a moron like oh yeah oh my god well and and it's so many things i mean like like in the original gregory peck's character didn't do much to like no. the horror is visited upon him without any reason. He, he was and, doing the right thing. He yeah. was witnessing a a crime uh-huh. that Robert Mitchum had committed. Mm-hmm. There was no question. There was no ambiguity mm-hmm. in this version. And and I'll admit, I kind of like this angle of that Nick Nolte kind of invited. Right, I get, some says, I get the complex ants question that they're looking at. But he is such an asshole. But fucking God, like, don't blame your wife for being suicidal after you cheat on her. Yeah. And like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and then, oh, well, it's your fault I didn't leave because you were going to kill yourself. What the fuck answer is that? Yeah. Like, that's bullshit. I don't care if people are mad at me. Like, I'm going to go off on this movie because that's oh. Fucking bullshit. Absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. And and I think, I mean, it, it it's th- this movie always loses me part way through because it's like oh, I'm just so done with it. But yeah, it, it's like it's not condoning. I, I don't feel like it's condoning the actions of its characters at all. But it, it's like no, it has, but the, the the person who wrote the script set up a family that's kind of reprehensible just to make them miserable. Well, and, okay, okay, I'm gonna argue with that on yeah. that point. Because I think Nick Nolte is reprehensible. I agree. I agree. I think uh, the wife is weak-willed. Mm-hmm. And I think the daughter is totally ignored. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and the neglected, reason... And the reason that it's a problem uh-huh. is because of her parents being dicks. I agree with that. I, th- I think... Of, of that whole family, uh, Juliet Lewis's character is by far the most interesting yeah, because for, because she cares about people. Yeah, like fucking coming down on her for smoking weed. Okay, I can understand you not liking that you're a lawyer. You have social blah blah blah. Whatever what the fuck. You don't talk to her about your family oh, yeah. issues. Like the dog dies, and like. She was probably, if it got let out, she was the one that probably let it, like, that's what I thought during that scene, was, like, Mm -hmm. she got up and left because Mm -hmm. she was the one that let it out, which means you're accusing your fucking daughter of killing your own dog. Like, Mm -hmm. for fuck's sake, the parents have no clue. They don't even try and interact with her. Well, yeah, it's like... Oh, except for Nick Nolte, who fucking abuses his own daughter in her fucking underwear... I don't care how how comfortable I am with my kids. Like, they should not feel comfortable around me in their underwear at right. 15. Right. Like, 
there's there's comfort and then there's just like that's not how you're supposed to interact with your children. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like his his treatment of the women in this movie is just as bad as Max Katie's. I mean, physically, mm-hmm. no. Right. Mentally, fuck yes. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. He is just as manipulative. Mm-hmm. He is just as downright misogynistic and uncaring mm-hmm. for their opinions and their humanity. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm pissed at that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I didn't realize I was that pissed. I am pissed oh, yeah. at that oh, guy. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, I don't always require my movies to have protagonists that you root for, but this is like, he's just... Ooh, I, and I, I mean, it is part of the reason. I part of the reason why I I kind of just tune out this movie after a while. I because oh. I'm so interested in. It, it does set up a really interesting dynamic around the daughter, and thankfully, um, the the movie takes much more of a focus on her yeah. than the yeah. original because her dynamic is really interesting because of yeah. all this crap that's happening around her and the fact that well. The uh the wife also kind of it's mm-hmm. like the daughter is around like she is a possession she is a daughter right and they don't talk to her they no. don't do it and and she no. is and at the, least the, the wife reason, tries though she does but I mean teenagers I, you know if well, you and don't kinda, have that inroad already it's hard to get in there I kind of wonder but, how much of the mom's own mm-hmm. issues like stopped her from interacting yeah maybe I mean because if if Nick Nolte is going to go off on her for being depressed mm-hmm. and her daughter showing similar sy- symptoms or, or, you know. Or, you know, just being a teenager. Yeah, I mean, like, I know. could totally see how she just would give up because mm-hmm. she would feel so helpless. Like, and, like, I love, I actually kind of love the way that uh, De Niro's character keeps saying, you think you're better than me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because. Yeah. That's the crux of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're both assholes, scumbag, mm-hmm. fucktards. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Ugh, fuck. Fuck wits. Fuck douches. <laughs> like, fuck I douches. 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 That's a good one. I can't, like, I just, he, Nick Nolte took it upon himself to decide that he was better mm-hmm. than Robert De Niro. Yeah. Because Nick Nolte is treating the women in his life like the clerk who he's leading, he knows he's leading her on. Mm-hmm. He's treating her just as shitty with her emotions and stuff as De Niro's character did physically with the women he was accused of. Yeah. Like, and so for him to decide that he was better than De Niro, like, I can totally understand why De Niro would get pissed at that. Mm-hmm. Because in De Niro's brain, they're not right. different. Right. And I don't care how much De Niro knew about Nick Nolte's interactions. Like, that's just a... <sighs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of there there. There's, there's <laughs> so many things. Like, oh. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, it's a very interesting dynamic, and, and I can see why Scorsese was drawn to it. Um, can you believe this? <laughs> that this... This film was originally attached to Steven Spielberg. Oh, Jesus. Right? <laughs> um, whoa. And, and, and Spielberg was the one who went, yes, yeah, Scorsese, you should do this. Thank you, Steven. <laughs> Thank you for not 
like being an asshole and having some. Well, I I feel like because Jesus, well, the, the, the script was rewritten like twenty three times oh. or something like that, and and I think I think the the fingerprints of that are all over the place. Yeah, because I, it it seems very scattershot in his themes. And well, it's I mean, clumsy. but they they bring it all together at the end. They they do nice. they do, but. It, it's like, I feel like if Spielberg had kept it, it would have had a very different dynamic. There would have been a fuck ton different about this movie if oh, Spielberg yeah. had kept it. For one, Nick Nolte wouldn't be so much of an asshole. Yeah, although, <laughs> although <laughs> when Spielberg was going to make it, apparently Bill Murray was going to be, <laughs> Bill, no, Bill Murray is going to be playing the Max Cady role. Oh! I don't know if that's better or worse. Right? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now yeah. I'm rewriting What About Bob in my head. Right? Yeah, Ugh. yeah. This is such a, <laughs> oh, that works too good. It's, it's such a bizarre project. It's so bizarre and it's so arch. Wow. And, you know, it, and there's something about using the original Bernard Herrmann score, which is so oh, it's over amazing. The top, and it's amazing. But oh um, man, there's wow. Bernard Herrmann, conducted by Elmer Bernstein with his own uh, reorchestration, and at the end, parts of the torn curtain score, which weren't used. <gasps> oh. Which is really That's interesting. What, oh, but yeah, there, but there's nice. just this over, kind of overripe mm-hmm. sensation to the mm-hmm. score laid over this movie that is really kind of over the top in the oh, way it's directed. And it helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 something oh. about that kind of pulls back, kind of just the luridness of the story a little yeah. bit because it 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 kind of keeps it under rain a little bit. Whereas mm-hmm. if it was more kind of conventionally. Directed, I think it'd be super trashy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, and it already kind of is super trashy. But, I mean, it's like trashy in a way that I could deal with. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Which is weird, but... But when, but when you get into the really lurid parts, like the, the scene in the theater, which oh. is the one that really... Okay. Just, like, well, oh, God. Yeah, so that... There are dynamics in mm-hmm. sexual relationships. Yeah. And those were all over the place there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know... between two consenting adults there are things there that can be rather interesting if you want to play with them between people who are not skeezy as all fuck oh yeah it's really uncomfortable like she and it's so much worse because she she, she can sense she's being manipulated yeah and yet, and yet, she wants the attention, and she's she needs she's, the attention so much because she never fucking got it from her parents. Right. And it's not just attention; it's he is talking to her as an adult. Exactly, he is treating her as a human more than her family ever mm-hmm. has. Mm-hmm. Like, and, her and mom, it is for his yeah. own ends. But still, but he, and he knows like, how to manipulate exactly. that exactly. But, and but he, she's oh. she is trying to like. She she knows it's not what she's supposed to do. Yep. And she knows she it could be dangerous, but uh, teenagers don't make good decisions. Yeah. But lots but, of adults don't either. But uh, yeah, lots of adults I mean, don't like, either. But but I mean exactly. Yeah, yes. teenagers yes. don't have the late like yes. experience and yes. their hom- yes. hormones are all the place. And so she, you can tell she's smarter than she's been treated, and she's yeah. really craving this sort of a, attention and just being talked to in as an, as an adult but but she's like literally weighing it against am i in danger right but but she doesn't know what danger really well, is because she sh- has had this sheltered existence yeah, and, and, and the shitty thing is like in some ways she's the most adult character in this goddamn uh-huh, movie uh-huh. because she 
is actually critically thinking about shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's the one who throws the water on it. Yeah. She's the one who lights him on fucking fire. Which is so sad. I know. Oh, I felt so good. Yeah. Like, she makes plans. Uh-huh. She chooses things. Even if they're the wrong things, mm-hmm. she actively chooses them, which her yeah. mom doesn't not so much Mm -hmm. her mom lets things happen to her and even when she makes the speech she's saying let this happen to me not i'm choosing for you Mm -hmm. to make this happen to me Mm -hmm. and so i mean and nick nolte is just is a fuckwood oh god I, I I I posted on Facebook while we were watching this about how I really shouldn't be rooting for Robert De Niro as much as I am. No, no. But I really was because I just I find it really interesting that um, this this came out in 1991, which is the same year that Silence of the Lambs came out. Ooh, and and um, the fact that both movies kind of feature this superhuman villain sort of mm-hmm. character mm-hmm. the the super educated villain yep. smarter than you um which was kind of a a, a shift in yeah in movie tropes yep. at the time yep. and and of course you know silence of the lambs was the runaway hit mm-hmm. of between this and that and yep um not that this one failed at the box office. Oh no, this did very well. It, this was it still does well. It's yeah. it's a cult classic among yeah. horror fans too. Well, yeah, and it's it's a um, I think to date to that date it was Scorsese's most pop yeah best, yeah best business movie yeah like it it had the best box office yeah but um the the fact that. I revisited Silence of the Lambs very recently, mm-hmm. and it's like, that is still a solid movie. And looking back on that and comparing it to this, and <laughs> yeah, like, there's... De Niro's Max Cady is just so over the top. And, well, I mean, that's. And, and kind there's like of so De Niro, many things clumped on there. But, well, you know, that's totally De Niro, but I feel like. No, he but wasn't, I agree. I feel I like agree. he wasn't being reined in enough no. to make it a really potent performance. No, where no, no, he no. is just running for the hills. He, I mean, it's like, he is speaking in tongues by the and end of it. And if you watch that, just, what the hell? Ooh. That's what oh, you get. Oh, like, yeah. I was all on for the De Niro crazy. Like, I was all there for that. That's like Faye Dunaway and Denny, uh, Mommy Dearest. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Like running for no the hills. freaking wire hangers. Like, yeah. yeah. Just, no, but like, yeah. So, the things that dated the movie for me, as far as like screen stuff wise, was yeah. the weird negative shots. Oh, yeah. And like, and, um, and the kind of weird color thing. Yeah, and th- and that was Scorsese. I think this was the first time he got to play with optical effects. Yeah, like and that. I think and I could see what he was. He was like, it was definitely experiments because he yeah. knew that he wasn't going to use them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I and I think he was making choices about them, but I also think he might have realized after seeing this that maybe they weren't the best choices. Well, I'm wondering how much of it is, because um, I think he's also making like really oblique references to Night of the Hunter too, because yeah. of the, like the Truth and Justice thing and yep, 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 Katie's yep. back, and, <laughs> and and Night of the Hunter has that really weird, almost fantasy land use yeah, of, but of special effects. Including like sky effects, yeah, and, and, and yeah, that's true. And I'm wondering if that's part of it, because well, I mean, it, it yeah, there were better like, effects in those days. I, I it uh, looks really overtly affecting. I I think he was trying to do a thing. Yeah, I'm just not sure I got what the right. thing was. Right, 
Right. And now, because I know about effects a little more, yeah. like, seeing it today, mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, so you were trying that thing. Yeah, you were doing a thing. Yeah, you were, just, because, like, even the effects that he used, like, he didn't use them as well as I thought he could have. Yeah, yeah. Like, time, yeah. like length-wise for the negative shots, or, like, which shots he chose to be negative. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. Like, it, it, yeah. Hooray for cameos, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you get Martin Balsam and Gregory Peck and, and Robert Gregor Mitchum. Yes, I know! It's, it's, it's like, amazing. Oh, it's, it's you! And I loved how Mitchum was on the other side from oh, Gregory God, Peck yes. this time. Oh, it was and it was just like, how much does Robert Mitchum just want to hit De Niro or oh, hit God. Nolte right now? It's just, oh. Because, oh. And it's then Gregory so Peck was, like, helping De Niro off when he's, yeah. like, crippled. And I'm like, oh! So cute, I love you. <laughs> and Joe Don Baker. Joe Don Baker makes me so happy. It's like I want that movie. Yes. I want to watch Joe Don Baker versus Crazy Ass De Niro. Yes. Bring it that on. That is a movie I want. Oh, I want that it's not movie happen, in though. my life. I'm I'm so sad that I it know. will never <sighs> And Fred Thompson. Well, yes, Fred Thompson. Very I, good, I yes. picked him out yep. after mm -hmm, confusing did. him with Jodan Baker for a little bit. But, but you uh, know, they're they're super similar. It's fine. It's yeah, fine. okay. But they were both there. <laughs> they were they were totally both there, and, and yeah. Jodan Baker was really there. Yeah, Jodan Baker. I love Jodan Baker with this whiskey and his Pepto Bismol. Pepto Bismol. Is it bad that I kind of want to try that now just to see how awful it's gonna it is? It's going to taste like chalk and violence. I know. But, but it's, it's I, got, I feel like I'm in the, as a follower of Jodon Baker. Mm. I feel like it might be necessary to to christen myself in that holy <laughs> beverage that is Pepto Bismol and whiskey. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Just, I, I, I actually might not do that. <laughs> you know, for my own well, health. <laughs> I, I suppose it, it might depend. <laughs> How much prior alcohol was consumed? Or, oh, God. Uh, Yay, piano wire. Uh, yeah, the piano wire the piano was wire. really sweet. I love the, the, that thing of, eh, plinking away on the piano. Hey, this key doesn't work. Uh, the wire's gone. Yeah. And it comes in much later. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Chekhov's piano wire. I love it. I, yeah, that was cool. I liked... I kind of got annoyed at the way that the script used interruptions to get around mm -hmm. making, forcing people into bad decisions. Yeah. Because, like, they would be getting to the point where it would be like, oh, well, the logical next step is report this to the yeah. police. Or the logical next step is blah. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the phone would ring or something. Yeah. And... That happened, like, once or once maybe that happening, I can understand. I think this movie was more like three times yeah. or four. And yeah, how can we lead these characters into making more dumbass decisions? Yeah. Although, ugh, I gotta give it to, to De Niro. That, that performance was... Running for the hills, man. That was all over the place. All over. Yeah, he actually got tattooed with vegetable uh, nice. dyes. So, so, uh, so they only lasted a few months. Well, that's cool because mm -hmm. then they, they don't have to, I mean. Like, apply them every day. Yeah, that's kind of neat mm -hmm. for the for the makeup art. I've yeah. actually never heard of an actor actually getting, like. I've heard of it a couple of times, and it, it apparently works. But, you know, wow. you still have to go under the actual no, no, tattoo I, process, which hurts. Yeah, but I mean, like. I think that's really cool. Like, yeah. I know he's very method and very, like... Oh, yeah. Like, he, he had his teeth 
altered to play the role. <laughs> oh, God. And then ha- paid even more money to, to fix them get altered back. Afterwards? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, he did all sorts of crazy stuff. That's like that. fascinating. Although, it, during the movie, I was telling Tanya, um, it, it, his super thick southern accent, <laughs> it, it would creep out Scorsese. <laughs> and so... De Niro would prank Scorsese at night by calling his house and speaking in the accent. (laughs) Okay, shut up! (laughs) I love De Niro. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh He doesn't really get accents. Nope, he does not. I mean, like, he commits to them. Oh, yeah. And he is consistent in whatever he thinks that... Like, he chooses an Mm -hmm. accent and he sticks with it, but... It doesn't not necessarily a good accent. It, it never feels natural. No, it doesn't. It, and he would apparently go into like southern diners and just take people yep. talking and study and study and, and, and that's study. how that's how you do and, it. And that's how you do it. But boy, yeah, he, he just he, he okay. It's like the imitation of the accent, but not yeah. the accent. Yeah, and and yeah. I, and and again, I love De Niro. I'm gonna give him credit because a lot of people who are bad at accents will just be bad because they're not committing to it or they don't understand how their mouth changes it. Mm -hmm. Like, he understands how his mouth is changing what his words sound. He is technically doing what he's trying to do. Yep. It's just something about the way that conveys what he's saying or something. Like, I don't know why it's not authentic, but he's technically being brilliant with his accent. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give him kudos for that. Oh yeah. Even though it made me laugh. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. It's wow. This movie is such a mixed bag. It is, but it's, it's one of those, it it might actually become one of my favorite movies because it's like a mixed bag of whoa. Yeah, really, it is. Like it, 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 it's doing it, whatever it's doing. It's doing it really hard. It, it really <laughs> is. Like, wow. And and yeah. Juliet Lewis's I love outfits. I and love like her. I love Juliet Lewis all over in this movie. I mean, she uh, she's she was eight, uh, like seventeen or eighteen. Okay, when she filmed, okay. and she's playing fifteen, so she's playing a little younger, but still. But, well, for when Hollywood, that's not bad. That's not bad at all, and she reads. As yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. She does. It, rather than a 24 year old playing. The a retainer helps. Yeah, the re- <laughs> retainer helps, but she, it's st- it's also the gawkiness and the. Yep. She is very awkward. Yeah, the, she is. The awkwardness and yep. the the ponying up to be seeming confident mm-hmm. and then pulling back. Yep. And she's. Oh, the that theater scene. And, uh, like, yeah, the theater scene was mostly improvised. That is, and it, I, they did it in one take. That's perfect. Like, right. I was going to guess. Because just the way her body changes and you can see her mm-hmm. thinking through things and like, oh, well, that was kind of hot. But like, I don't, but you, I know you're bad. Like, and, and when like, oh, that whole scene, I just mm-hmm. want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. It's going to make me mad again, but I just want to watch it again. Yeah. It's, it's lurid and electrifying. It's like the egg yeah. scene. Yeah. But it is like the egg scene, but. But different. Yes. And like, wow. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a whole lot of things in my brain that are just going to take a while. Yeah. There's a whole lot of shit in this movie. It, it Yeah, it's so much. It's so much. Doing it real hard there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. I, I know I wanted to brush on the, the perception of knowledge as elitism mm-hmm. and um, 
not necessarily classism, but like there's a, a ring of oh, that yeah, to there, it. There totally is because um, there there is a, a an elitism theme. In yeah, there. because Definitely. because you know Robert De Niro's like I went to prison and I learned all your words and I learned all your laws and mm-hmm. I learned all your shit. So tell me again how we're not, how you're better than me. Right. And, like, I thought that was really, especially nowadays, with all the arguments going on in our current culture, like, that was a very, I don't know, prescient, but almost Mm -hmm. prescient argument. Because, like, I think a lot of times people who have had more... A formal education can do that and not because they're trying to be dicks about it but you know when you're going through a formal education you get rewarded for knowing your book smarts and passing the test and shit and so you learn that that's what's important and that doesn't necessarily mean it is Mm -hmm. but it's this weird thing where because that's what you're told that's what you start believing and then so you express that to other people Mm -hmm. without thinking about the fact that that's a privilege that you hold. Well, yeah, and, and and there's also the thing of book learning doesn't necessarily make you smart. No. Book learning doesn't necessarily make you a better person. No. The life experience makes you yes. a better person, and that's not necessarily you can something you can get right. in school. I, and, and the fact that knowledge yeah. is used as a weapon. Yeah. Because Katie's, in, in both versions, Katie uses his knowledge of law mm-hmm. as a weapon. Yeah. And knowledge is used as a weapon... In a way that it isn't in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I I kind of want to see more of that. Well, yeah. Because I think there's a but lot of interesting it, things they could get into. And and once again, um, Parallels of Silence, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Once again, knowledge is used as a weapon. And the knowledge yep. is incredibly important yep. to in being smart. And, you know, Lecter is, you know, pushing... Uh, uh, Clarice Starling mm-hmm. to make her own conclusions yep. and putting her out there and yep. trying to lead her to the answer. And, you know, because he, he's fascinated by this. It's like, <laughs> can I get her to, to do like, that? Yeah. Whereas, you know, this is the, like, two loggerheads punching each other. Well, but the, it's still I with think, knowledge. Yeah. I think it's kind of both. Yeah. Because I think, at least in the original, mm-hmm. I think Robert Mitchum, the way he played Max Katie. Katie was trying to manipulate uh, uh, Gregory Peck's character. Oh, yeah. That way, kind of with the nudging Mm -hmm. and the more uh, subversive. Yeah. Whereas here, I think you're right. I think De Niro starts that way, but as soon as um, Nick Nolte comes into the diner Mm -hmm. and it gets physical, he's like, oh, no. Gloves are off. You want to come down to my level and be physical? We're going to get physical. Right. And after that, every confrontation has blood, mm-hmm. has physical abuse, has mm-hmm. physical contact. Yeah. And th- that's such a change, mm-hmm. I think, in his tactics that it really elicited that whole knowledge thing to me. Yeah. And there's this whole downward slide to, all right, we're going to be animals now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they were. Clubbing each other shit. in the head with rocks. And what the fuck, Nick Nolte? You you call out people to go and beat up Robert De Niro, and then you go and fucking watch? He's such a dumbass. Oh, my God. Like, you're a fucking lawyer. How are you not in jail for being a dumbass already? Yeah, like, really. seriously. So, yeah, so definitely the knowledge thing is a big, big deal. Big theme. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even more so in this one, I think, than it was in the first one. Because he's not knowledgeable just about law. Mm -hmm. He's knowledgeable about things like uh, Nietzsche and... Mm -hmm. Who is is the book that he gave? George Miller? George Miller's Sexist Nexus and... Whatever Lexus, it is. I don't the thing, remember. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which had the. That's a lovely line. I kind of want to go find that book. Yeah, where the erection is like a lead pipe with wings. Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. want to go read that because that's. Oh, oh! If, if you've never read, his books are uh, super interesting. Hi, Max. Yes, my my dog is also named Max. Max, go pillow, pillow. Yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, I liked I liked Juliet Lewis's vulnerability mm-hmm. without her being stupid. Yeah, yeah. Because the, and it, and it's funny too because the the women in the nineteen sixty two version were very much there to be attacked. Mm-hmm. They were there to be the object of Robert Mitchum's gaze. Right. And in this one, they get scenes by themselves mm-hmm. together. They pass the Bechdel test. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. I was happy about. Oh, yeah. Um, but they are, I mean, they're still objectified, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's it's definitely different. And it shows the progress in our cultural view of women, I think, mm-hmm. in, in a positive way. Yeah. Maybe. Well, you know. I mean. We've come further from that, but. You know, yeah. But, I mean, like, for, what it, for yeah. when it, what it was, compared, if you're just looking at the two, like, if yeah. you're an alien and the only two versions you have, mm-hmm. like, you're going to notice the progress of, like, oh, hey, women get to talk to each other now. Or, oh, yeah. like. And I, I additionally like that um, the woman who was assaulted earlier. Right. Had, was a much more in, interesting and involved yes. character and much more integral to what was going on yes and uh, it, she had motivation she had motivation she, um, yeah and and she's she's a fine actress too like yeah uh, iliana douglas that's yeah sounds she, right. i've seen Melvin her in douglas's stuff. green kid I okay okay it i've is, seen but, her in stuff like yeah. she's she's been in like three or four yeah, she's, films. she's good and and i i really liked the the hospital scene yes when she's with nolte and she's like you're a fucking dick you asshole yeah because he was yeah like and i like the fact that they called that out yeah because he knew exactly what he was doing and she knew he knew Mm -hmm. what and like yes she still had this unnecessary guilt about how him mistreating her had forced her into this bad thing that happened to her. But at the same time, she still at least got to the point where she knew Nick Nolte had fucked up and called him on it. Yeah. And that is even nowadays rare to see a mm-hmm. lot of times. So mm-hmm. that, that made me happy. Yeah. God, that was visceral with the teeth and the, Oh yeah. I was not expecting that. Like I was prepared for the whole rape and like the mm-hmm. whole arm, the handcuffs can be very dangerous. Oh like, Yeah. So, but the yeah. teeth thing, I was not prepared for the teeth thing. Yeah, a lot of that scene was devised by the actors. Like, okay. the, the handcuffs were in the script, but it was Aliana Douglas's idea okay. that she'd kind of walk in willingly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, Wait, and, you know, and be having fun. It's like, oh, well, well here's a thing that's and happening. Again, yeah, in adult and, situations, that can be a fun be thing. A fun like, thing, there's, yeah. Yeah. there is and, a thing the, called consensual non-consent. Well, well, absolutely. And, and it's a, it's, and, and she's, she knows she's taking a risk just by going home with a right. guy. But... 
it, you don't necessarily expect that. No, he's going gonna to bite your literally bite, your, bite face your face off. And the biting was De Niro's idea because, of course, being method, he had studied up on on sure uh, people who who do perpetrated assaults. Yep, and, I, and yeah, okay. I'm sure he yeah. found a case because there's oh, the, and there are plenty, sadly. Yeah, too so, many. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I'm glad I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish there had been sex on a roller coaster. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, I was kind of wondering what what trailer were you thinking of? I about? don't know. I remember Nick Nolte in the rain. Okay, and, yeah, and I think true. I that's think true. that's part of yeah. what I what gets me thinking Massachusetts. Maybe because Maybe. I very much uh, think of like the perfect storm, and that yeah. leads me to Castle Rock. Oh yeah, and, yeah. So and, like like Nantucket. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's why I... And blue. For some reason, everything that's like Maine, Massachusetts... Well, they vote blue. Well, that's good. But I'm talking about like (laughs) films that focus around there. Everything's blue? I have a a sense that they use the... Because it's cold and it's gray and it's on the ocean. Mm, True, true. I don't know. So my brain was wrong about that part. But that's okay. But that's okay. Because we can find roller coaster sex in another movie. Yeah, and it'd probably be consensual. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. See, I I don't know. I guess in my head canon, I thought that there was like... The Juliette Lewis character would get on the roll on like a Ferris wheel mm. or a roller coaster, and then like Robert De Niro would be like one or two seats behind, and then all mm. of a sudden he was like closer to her, mm. and then like mm. they start making out or something because like I I remembered that they talked or oh yeah 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 you know so like I thought maybe that was like he convinced her to go on a date with him or like I don't know that would yeah I have weird headcanon. I think yeah, we I think really we've do. realized this. <laughs> I think past episodes will prove. Uh, and and I'm sure future episodes will. Well. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a yeah. This was not consensual. No. None of this. Mm-mm. Even even her like talking to him like that. Oh yeah, that is not consensual because he's not being honest. Absolutely. He is per, per, per it's it's manipulation uh, into yeah he he's lying to her about who he is yeah if he had called and talked to her on the phone it still would have been creepy as fuck but if he had been like hi I'm the dude who's been stalking your family yeah like and still talk to her like that okay that's better that gives her more opportunity for consent mm-hmm but still. none of this none of this none of this movie. Nor should you think that anything like this movie <laughs> is it, none. Do, do not use Cape Fear as dating advice. Dear Lord, no. Or sexual fantasies. It's or, just not, yeah, just, mm, please, no. the dangerous bad, badness. All over the bad with the badness. It's just not. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's a puppy. Yay! Hey, Max. Hey, Max. Puppies make it better. Ah, oh, hello. Hello, you're not conducive to recording at all. <laughs> ah. Do we have a lot? Do we oh. have a lot more to say? I, you know what? I really don't. I didn't uh, look up a whole lot of trivia on the actors. Oh, that's this time okay. You know, I I tend to go trivia light on modern movies. Out, hi, puppy, and uh, <laughs> I figured we'd have enough to say. About I think it. we certainly did. Yes, and and I'm probably just gonna get more mad at Nick Nolte oh, if I, well, if I yeah. keep thinking about it. <laughs> he had so many opportunities mm-hmm. to like he he filed the restraining order right away. Mm-hmm. He, he mm-hmm. if he had just 
followed up with it. If he had just stayed away, like, no, it probably wouldn't have worked because that character is not somebody who respects the law that way. But Max agrees. He should. (laughs) Um, But like if he had just followed up and then the Gregory Peck character wouldn't have had a chance to be obtained as legal counsel Mm -hmm. by De Niro's character. Oh, yeah. It's it's a chain of horrible, horrible decisions. And like I I, I, I'm much more forgiving of Gregory Peck's character in the 62 version because those those things didn't exist in the same way. Yes. You are absolutely right. <laughs> yes. Good, Max. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm re- I hadn't seen this before. I'm really glad I've seen it now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you uh, enjoyed it. I don't know if enjoy is the right uh, word. Yeah, I you like to it. argue. You, I like you, to kind of get mad sometimes. Had the opportunity to think it over and things. Yeah. 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 No, but this is, and that was a, those performances were... Yeah, quite those, extraordinary. those were really, really good performances. Mm-hmm. So, because I mean, as much as I've not talked about the mom in this situation, like her performances were really spot on. Well, Jessica Lang is fantastic, I mean, no matter she what put, she's in. Her performance was very understated compared to Nolte's and compared to De Niro's. Mm-hmm. But what she brought to it, there is a hell of a lot of complexity there. Mm-hmm. That if I rewatched this again, I would be like, oh, that's the part where you devalued her as a human. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that you've been doing to her for 15 years of your marriage. Mm-hmm. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, and that, a lot of times, women in those roles don't necessarily get the opportunity to show that or mm-hmm. get the opportunity to add that to the character. So I really appreciate that. Yeah. Even though... We haven't been talking about her for the whole podcast like we well, have. Well, yeah. Hero. I mean, there there's much more meat on what Juliet Lewis is doing. And yeah. The, and yeah. what Nick Nolte is doing. Um, you know, side note, I, I recently watched Titus, the 1999. Oh, that's uh, the one with Titus Anthony Andronicus. Hopkins. With Anthony Hopkins. Titus I Andronicus. Seen that one yet. Uh, directed by Julie Taymor. And Jessica Lange is, uh, 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 I forget the character name, but she's the the... The queen. Oh, okay. And uh, wow, Jessica Lang in just about anything is an amazing. Yeah, thing to, I saw to her witness. name and I was like, yay! But uh, if you want to see something bonkers that Shakespeare, Titus. Oh is God, amazing. Titus is fucking insane. Yes, <laughs> like I've I've only read it. I've never actually seen it performed. Oh, oh, the the Julie Taymor tri- Titus. I know this is totally tangential. The Julie Taymor version of Titus is. Um, they, they, Julie Taymor got like one of the best costume designers in the world and some of the best set designers in the Ooh. world and, and just set them free. Ooh. And, and the cast is like Alan Cumming and okay, uh, Anthony I, Hopkins. I'm going to go find this. And Jessica Lang And Jessica Lang is magnificent. Well, that's one of, as much as that, that play itself is bonkers like if you're gonna go oh. for a role crazy ass bonkers that's a role to go for yeah that is the uh, uh, titus andronicus is the bloodiest most violent <laughs> ridiculous 
ridiculously insane. Yeah, you want to talk about like Greek tragedy, like yeah, shit. Yeah, if you, it, it's the the Shakespeare equivalent of Saw. You know, yeah, it really, <laughs> it really, really is. is. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, wow, that was a tangent. Yeah, okay. It totally was. But Jessica Lange, well, aces. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so before I tangent again, and before my, my dog gets up again and starts uh, bothering us, um, I should say, we will be back in about two weeks with an episode about The Thin Man. Ooh, yes. So for, for Christmas, we're going to have a little bit of Nick and Nora's a celebration. <laughs> yes, it's going to be a celebration. This one, for, for the... Uh, uh, <laughs> the challenges that these two uh, Kate Fear movies have presented to us. The Thin Man is so delightful. Oh, it'll be such a refresher. It will be. It, it will be. Yes. So uh, thank you for joining us, dear listeners. We will be back in a couple weeks with an episode about The Thin Man. I have been Melissa, and this has been... Tanya! And my dog is here, too. Say hi, Max. Uh, of course, now he doesn't bark. <laughs> so... <laughs> He's here. I can see him. Oh, Kenny's chewing on me. Ah! All right. Uh, thank you, dear listeners. Goodbye. Bye. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. I am like God and God like me. I am as large as God. He is as small as I. He cannot above me nor I beneath him be. Salasius, 17th century. <laughs>